Hello, thank you for joining the Camden First Assembly broadcast. We are so excited to share the Word of God with you today, believing that this Word is exactly what He has for your life. So, stay tuned for today's message, and as always, remember, there's a place for you at Camden First Assembly. John chapter 15, I've been sharing a series with you from... Uh, just from what the Lord's been talking to us about and um, continuing that series on the seasons of process. Last week we talked about the pruning process, such an exciting message, uh, such an exhilarating, uh, such an, uh, exhilarating example of what the pruning process is often like. But the truth is, as we know, as we talked about in the Word last week, that the pruning process is essential uh, to the growing process. And it's essential, uh, it's essential to the, the process of bearing fruit, of seeing the promises of God, the Word of God, the plan of God fulfilled in our lives. And as much as there are moments and there are times that we don't enjoy that process, that process benefits us in the long run. Oftentimes, like, uh, like discipline does, as a, chi- as a child is disciplined by their parents, through that process of discipline, they are raised from a child into a young man, into a young woman who has the foundation of the Word of God, who has the foundation of a relationship with God, and can navigate the seasons, can navigate the circumstances and situations of life, not based on how the world understands seasons of life, not based upon the knowledge of the understanding that the world has to offer, but based upon what the Word of God says. And we learn to respond, and we learn to grow, and we learn to speak, and we learn to act in a way that glorifies God and who He has called and created us to be. And we learn that discipline is oftentimes a blessing and not a curse. Though in the moment it feels as if it's a curse, we realize that it's truly a blessing because of the fruit that it bears in our life, because of the blessings and the promises of God that are fulfilled as a result. So this week I'm gonna I'm gonna talk to you about the uh, I'm gonna talk to you about the planting process, and uh, we're in John chapter 15, verses one through 17. Verse number one says, "I am the true vine, and my Father is the gardener. He cuts off every branch in me that bears no fruit, while every branch that does bear fruit he prunes, so that it will be made even more fruitful." You are already clean because of the word I have spoken to you. Remain in me as I also remain in you. No branch can bear fruit by itself. It must remain in the vine. Neither can you bear fruit unless you remain in me. I am the vine. You are the branches. If you remain in me and I in you, you will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. Tell your neighbor, not something. Nothing. You can do nothing without the Lord, nothing without Him. Apart from me, you can do nothing. If you do not remain in me, you are like a branch that is thrown away and withers. Such branches are picked up, thrown into the fire, and burned. If you remain in me and my words remain in you, ask whatever you wish and it will be done for you. This is to my Father's glory that you bear much fruit, showing yourselves to be my disciples. And then I want us to go over to Psalm chapter 1. And uh, as you're making your way over there, I think I left my phone over there on the side. Will somebody bring that to me? Babe, do you care to run that over here? I've got, uh, I've got some notes in there that the Holy Spirit gave me in the middle of the week that I want to share today that I think are going to be um, uh, essential for some of us in this Word and what I believe the Holy Spirit's speaking to us. Thanks. Thrilled to have my fiance with us. She's been here for the last several weeks. And thrilled to have my Valentine that's here with me today and excited about what God's got ahead for us, and so love her so much and excited about uh, 
her being here indefinitely um, as soon as we can make that a reality uh, coming up in May. So um, thank you guys for loving her and, and welcoming her right in as a part of the uh, CFA family like you have. Love our church and love our church family. Psalm chapter 1, verse number 1, it says, Blessed is the one who does not walk in step with the wicked, or stand in the way that sinners take, or sit in the company of mockers, but whose delight is in the law of the Lord, and who meditates on his law day and night. That person is like a tree planted by streams of water, which yields its fruit in season. Tell your neighbor, there's a season. And whose leaf does not wither, whatever they do prospers. Not so the wicked, they are like chaff that the wind blows away. Therefore the wicked will not stand in the judgment, nor sinners in the assembly of the righteous. For the Lord watches over the way of the righteous, but the way of the wicked leads to destruction. Lord, I just pray over this word today that, God, you would speak to us from your heart, Lord, exactly what we need to hear from you. God, I pray that there would be a freedom for your Holy Spirit to move in our hearts today, in this room, and those that are at home, that, uh, Lord, every distraction, every worry, every fear, every anxiety uh, would fall by the wayside, that, Lord, we would hear from your heart, that we would hear, Lord, from your Holy Spirit, that we would experience the revelation of your word in our lives like never before. God, I pray that healing would come today. I pray that salvation would come today. I pray that there would be a freedom, Lord, for us to walk in the transformation and the power and the revelation of your word. I pray that we would continue, Lord, to press in to everything that you have for us and that, Lord, we would not settle until we walk in the revelation that you have for us, knowing that, God, with you, all things are possible. We give you all the glory honor and praise today in Jesus name. Amen and amen. Love Psalm chapter 1, um, one of my favorite one of my favorite chapters and one that many if you've been in the church for very long you can probably you could probably quote along with me a lot of those verses as I was reading them this morning because you've heard them many, many times before, but uh, there's some really powerful truth and revelation in this, and we're talking about the seasons of life and the seasons of process that God often has us in. One of the most important seasons is the planting season, and it's important to understand that the planting season is not just one season of your life. There are several planting season, planting seasons that you will oftentimes go through in your walk, in your journey, in your relationship with the Lord as God moves you and positions you into the places that He wants you to go. But one planting process that will remain the same is the process of being planted in Him, of remaining in Him. And I, I love what John chapter 15 reminds us of, of the importance of being planted in Christ. And if you've ever been a part of planting anything before, in your life, you understand the process of breaking up the ground, of, of removing, removing the old soil, of, of preparing the dirt, preparing the new soil for whatever it is that you're planting and making sure that it has the nutrients, that it has the water, that it's planted in the right place, that it has the things that are positioned. And, you know, as we talk about the planting process, it reminds me of, of our lives as believers and the journey that we're walking on with Jesus and the seasons that God will oftentimes plant us, that God will position us, that God will move us, whether it's a physical location, a change in our jobs, a, a change or a season of our lives. There's a planting process where God establishes some things within us to prepare us for the, the mission, the purpose that he's established for our lives. We are a people on mission. 
We are people with purpose, and the things, that are, the things that are happening in our life and the things that are taking place in our life are essential to the process of God not only producing fruit in our lives and through our lives, but so that the harvest of the lost will continue to come in to the kingdom of God so that everyone will hear and know that Jesus does love them, that Jesus is concerned, that Jesus cares, that God cared so much, as he said in John 3, 16, that he loved the world so much that he was willing to send his son to die, to price, to pay the price for our sins, that we would experience life and life more abundantly, that we would be free from the curse of sin and have the hope and the promise of eternal life with him. And the, the thing about the the thing about the planting process is that uh, it's oftentimes it's oftentimes not a a uh, very beautiful or a very a very glorious process and if you think about it from the seeds perspective it's not a very fun process instead of the in, in, any time you've planted a seed or you've you've planted anything you understand that when you plant that seed there's a season there's a period of time where you may not even see that plant let alone the fruit that the plant has to bear, that you won't even see the plant. And I think more oftentimes than not, when we are in a planting process or season of our lives, there are times where we feel that others can't see what God is doing or that even we ourselves cannot see the evidence of what God has planted within our hearts through His Word, through His Holy Spirit, through the plans and the processes that He has for us. And we can easily become frustrated because seen the breakthrough because we haven't seen the evidence of what God has planted of what God has said and the best way to illustrate that is when you have a promise from the Lord when God has given you a promise when God has spoken to your heart when God has given you something either through his word or his Holy Spirit has revealed something to you and you have this promise from the Lord and you haven't yet seen the evidence you haven't yet seen the the fruit of the promise of God coming to pass it's easy to become frustrated much like in the pruning process when you feel as if God is taking something away and the planting process it can be frustrating because you yet you still have yet to see the evidence and the fruit of what it is that God has established and and more oftentimes than not the enemy is 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 doing everything that he can to stir up doubt in our hearts and in our minds to stir up frustration worry, anxiety, distraction from the faith, from the truth, from the confidence that we have in the Word of God to realize that if God has planted me, if God has planted His Word and His promises in my life, if He has a plan for my life and a purpose for my life, I need to rest in the fact that in this planting process, God is positioning me to bear much fruit. Not a little fruit, but a lot of fruit. And His planting process is purposeful. His planting process is intentional. Uh, you know, if we are, if we are walking in the revelation of what God's word says and what His promises are for our lives, we have to understand that anything that God plants always produces. Anything that God plants, God always produces. If God has planted you, if God has planted a promise or a word in your life, it will always produce. God does not go back on His word. God does not go back on His promise. God does not go back on His plan. God is faithful to fulfill His word and His promise. What God plants always produces. How do I thrive in the planting process? How do I survive in the planting process? How do I see the evidence, the fruit 
of what God has established in my life. There's a couple of things that I want to that I want to share with you this morning of how we can how we can thrive, how we can survive, how we can walk in the revelation of what God is doing in our season and in our moment in the planting process. And the first is this, number 1, stop cursing the place you've been planted. Stop cursing the place you've been planted. Tell your neighbor, stop cursing the place you've been planted. Now tell yourself, stop cursing the place you've been planted. It is so easy for us to look at our situation and our circumstance and our surroundings, and if we're not careful, to begin to talk about them in a way that does not bring life. The the Word reminds us that the power of life and death is in the tongue. As a believer in the Spirit of God that is within you, the Holy Spirit that God has placed within you, there is power and authority. When you speak, you have an effect on what happens around you. It's why Psalm 1 is so crucial. Blessed is the one who does not walk in step with the wicked, or stand in the way that sinners take or sit in the company of mockers but whose delight is in the law of the Lord and who meditates on his law day and night something happens when you and I begin to reflect on when you and I begin to memorize when you and I begin to read and begin to soak in the word of God and we begin to remember what his word and what his promises say and the power of his word at breaking down the strongholds the lies changing and transforming the atmosphere the situations and the circumstances that are around us. But none of that can happen as long as we are cursing the place that we've been planted. You know, I think about that seed and it's planted in the ground and there's nothing beautiful about it. There's no sunshine there. There's, there, there's, no, there's nothing exciting that's taking place beneath the surface. There are times and seasons in your life where God will be planting you in a new way, that God will be planting something in your heart in a new way, and it won't look like much of anything. It won't feel like much of anything. But there's something powerful that God is doing in your heart, that God is doing in your life, that is preparing you for the season that He is bringing you into. And it's easy in that moment to begin to talk about the place that God has planted you, the season that God has placed you in, in a negative way. We're all guilty of it. I won't talk about your sins this morning, I'll talk about mine. How easy, it's, how easy is it for us to talk about, let's talk about in the, in the practical, in the, in the physical of the place where we live, let's talk about Camden. Camden is a beautiful place, full of many opportunities. Fun for your family, lots to do, lots to see, lots to be a part. Some of y'all are looking at me like I'm crazy. And if you are joining us online today and you're not from Camden, you would also, if you had spent any time in Camden, probably have that same kind of reaction because there's not a lot to do. There's no malls. There's no events or places for the kids to be able to go and to play. There are very limited things that are in there. And it's easy to start talking about our city in a way, to start talking about the place that God has planted us in a way, to start cursing and not speaking life over the place that God has planted us. What if, as the body of Christ and as believers, we would start speaking about the place that has planted us as how God sees the place that God has positioned us instead of how we see the place that God has positioned us? 
What if our situation and our circumstance, not just in the physical place of where we live, but in our marriage, in our family, in our workplace, in our jobs, in our businesses, in the season of life we're in, instead of looking at everything that's negative or everything that's not there that we wish was there or everything that's wrong about our situation or our circumstance, what if instead of focusing on all of that, we would begin to speak the word of God over and we begin to see what God sees and we begin to declare what God has called us to declare in that place, to realize that we are called to be the light in the midst of darkness, to understand that we have the power of life and death in the tongue, that we can begin to speak life over the places that God has planted us, where God is wanting to bring forth something new, where God is wanting to do something different. Instead of having an attitude of hopelessness, an attitude of frustration, and an attitude of complaining, what if we would evaluate our hearts and say, Lord, instead of me griping about my situation, instead of me griping about my boss, instead of me griping about, uh, I hear an amen from my staff, no, okay, instead of me griping about my, instead of me griping about my spouse, griping about my kids, griping about the place that I live, griping about the place that I own, griping about, instead of all of that, what would happen if we would change that and we would begin to praise the Lord and we begin to give God glory and we begin to ask the Holy Spirit, God, show me what I need to speak over my marriage, show me what I need to speak over my children. Show me what I need to speak over my finances. Show me what I need to pray and how I need to pray for my, for my boss. Pray for my city. Pray for my situation. God, give me your eyes. Give me your ears. Holy Spirit, let me see what you see because it's in that moment that God begins establishing something in our hearts and it's in that moment that God begins using us to bring a change and transformation. How about instead of us talking about how terrible our country is and how far off course she's gone. How about we begin praying and believing for God to stir the hearts of people to be open to receive the word of God that when we boldly proclaim and boldly declare the salvation, the good news, the gospel message, that hearts would be turned, that lives would be transformed and set free, that we would see the outpouring of God's glory and his presence on the earth. I serve a God who came to redeem. I serve a God who came to restore. I serve of a God who came to call those things that were lost, found, that came to call those things that are dead back to life, that called those things that are, that are bound to be set free. We serve a God who has positioned us for such a time as this to realize that the place in which he has planted us, the place in which he has positioned us, is the place that we can begin to praise, the place that we can begin to worship, the place that we can begin to declare his goodness, his faithfulness and his love in our lives and in our midst. Something powerful happens in the planting process because the seed begins to come alive. It's in the moment that we realize that it is essential for us to be buried, for us to be to be buried in the place that God has positioned us in order for us to spring forth and bring life. The reason that we're water baptized is to signify what Jesus did on the cross. Anytime that you and I have said yes to Jesus and have accepted his love, the instruction is repent and be baptized because there's something powerful that happens when you and I are baptized. When we're baptized in water, it's the significance of the old being gone, the death of our flesh. And when we come out of that water, the new life that God has called as a child of God, having been adopted and grafted into the family of God,
There is something powerful that happens when you and I are, go through that process because what's happening is we are being buried in Christ and raised to life as He was raised to life again. It signifies the cutting off of the old, the cutting off of the sin, the cutting off of the things that separated us from being a part of the family of God, tearing off the curses, the lies, the attempts of the enemy to steal, kill, and destroy and walking into the life and the hope and the promise of what God has established established for us as his people. There's something powerful that happens when we stop cursing the place we've been planted and we start praising and worshiping God and begin declaring his word and his promises over our situation, over our season. Secondly, how do I thrive in the planting process? Remain planted. Tell your neighbor, remain planted. Trust God's process by listening to his voice those who delight in the law of the Lord and meditate on His law day and night, that person is like a tree planted by streams of water. Something happens when you and I position ourselves to hear the Word of God, to hear the voice of God, to be reminded of what He has said, of what He has promised, of what He has spoken. It's like streams of living water that bring fresh life. The thing that I love about being in His presence, whether at home or coming together as the body of Christ, is those moments where I feel the refreshing, I feel the love, I feel the power of the Holy Spirit, I feel the, the I sense the revelation of His Word and what He's speaking to my heart in those moments I realize that I'm not in this alone. Alone. In fact, it's not even up to me to try to make it through or to try to even survive in this life, but to simply rest in what his word said, rest in what his promise said. Instead of getting up from the place that God has planted me and running to the next thing, I'm going to pause for just a moment and say, Lord, is there something that you're saying to me in this place? God, is there something that you're doing in my life in this moment? God, is there something that you're wanting to do through my life in this moment to bring your hope? your salvation, your healing, or your deliverance. God, have you planted me here for a purpose? God, have you planted me here for a reason? Lord, what is it that you're doing in this moment? And oftentimes in the Word, we, re we, we experience the revelation of what His Word and His promises say, what He says about salvation, what He says about healing, what He says about deliverance, what He says about His faithfulness, what He says about the fact that He is our refuge, that He is our safe place, that those who take refuge in Him have nothing to fear, that those who rest in Him and rest in His Word have nothing to worry worry about. Something powerful happens when we make a decision to not be moved by our circumstance and our situation or from the place that God has planted us, but to realize that in this season, God is doing something within us. The planting process is essential because it's what establishes our roots. Too often times in our life we jump from one circumstance or situation to the next before we've ever had time to develop the roots that God needed for us to have in order for us to bear the fruit that He had called us to bear. If we're not careful, we will move, we will change, we will transition, we will give up on a relationship, we will give up on a job, we will give up on a season, we will give up on a moment, we will give up in a situation of our lives when what God is trying to do is further develop the root system of our lives so that when we spring forth, when we break through, when we move into the next season, tell your neighbor there's a next season. Tell your neighbor there's a next season. 
The word's clear. There may be weeping for the night, but joy comes in the morning. Why? Because in God's word and in God's presence, there's a promise, a purpose, a power that happens when we rest and we trust in Him. When we realize that this season that we're in, that this process of planting that we're in, isn't forever. We realize that God is developing something in our life that is giving us a firm foundation, that is giving us a solid place so that when we spring forth, we're not here today and gone tomorrow, but we're lasting in the fruit, in the provision, in the promise, in the purposes of God's plans for our life. That person is like a tree planted by streams of water which yields its fruit in season, and whose leaf does not wither, whatever they do prospers. God has not intended for you to live your life in a place of isolation. God has not intended for you to live your life in a season of hopelessness and despair. It's why he constantly says, I will be with you. I will not leave you and I will not forsake you. It's why he continually reminds us that he has sent his Holy Spirit to lead us and guide us. That as the psalmist said, even in the valley of the shadow of death, I will be with you. My rod and my staff, your rod and your staff, they comfort me. It's in those seasons and those moments that we realize that God is positioning that God is purposefully and intentionally positioning positioning us for the season where we will not wither, but that we will prosper in the fulfillment of His plan and of His promise. The planting process is not ever an exciting one, but it's an essential one for the roots of our life to be established for us to grow in what God has called and what God has planned and what God has promised for us to see the fulfillment of what He said. And in the planting process, how can I thrive? How can I survive? How can I, how can I become? How can I see everything that God wants to do? Rest in His Word. Rest in His Word. Tell your neighbor, rest. I have a, I have a hard time with resting. I have, a, I, have a, I have a really hard time with resting sometimes, more so than I'd like to admit. And I think if we're honest, a lot of us do. Even if we're not physically doing something, I think sometimes our mind never really shuts off. And if we're not careful, we start worrying and we start allowing anxiety and we start allowing fear and we start allowing the lies of the enemy to begin robbing us of the peace and of the, of the joy of the Lord, which is essential to us having the strength that we need to be able to grow, to be able to establish not only the roots that God has for us, but also to produce the fruit that God's intended for us. And it's easy in the seasons and the situations of our life to fail to rest in God's word and what his promise is and what he said and what he's spoken over us. Tell your neighbor you need to rest. Rest is essential to the process of what God has established. Once that seed is planted, it's not going anywhere. (laughs) Some of us, in order for us to survive and to thrive in the planting process, just need to be still. And just need to stop long enough for the Holy Spirit to speak to our hearts. And for the Holy Spirit to show us some of the things that we've been worrying about that were never ours to worry about. Things that we've been carrying that were never our things to carry. Things that we've picked up and that we've, that, that we've been, that we've been uh, responding to that, that never, 
never were ours to carry. Jesus was clear in, in Matthew eleven twenty eight through 30 when he said, Come to me, all you who are weary and heavy burdened, and I will give you rest for your souls. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Something powerful happens in our life when we realize, especially in the planting season, that God has often positioned us in a place to be still and know that he is God. To realize that he has a purpose, even though we can't understand it, even though we can't fully realize it, that if we will rest in his word and what he has said, that that person who meditates on his law day and night, his word, that person who delights in his word, that person who is constantly declaring his word, declaring his promises, declaring the, the power of his word in their life, is like a tree that's planted by streams of water, which yields its fruit in season and whose leaf does not wither. Whatever they do prospers. When we rest in what God has said and we trust in Him at just the right moment, that growth will come. At just the right moment, that fruit in our life will come to pass. At just the right moment, those promises of God will be fulfilled. At just the right moment, we will see the hand of God move and the faithfulness of God come to pass. And our moment of our season of planting, we have to rest. We have to rest in His Word and rest in His presence to have faith to know that He is faithful. It's easier to talk about having faith than it is to have faith. And I say that especially in a world that we live in today where we can jump into a situation or circumstance and begin trying to figure everything out on our own without taking a moment to pause and say, God, what is it that you're doing in this moment? God, what is it that you're calling? What is it that you're speaking in my life to do? Friends, I'm here to tell you today, God has called you and I to be a part of something that is not natural but supernatural. And it's His church. It's His family. Where He does the miraculous on the regular. Where He brings forth salvation and healing and deliverance and provision and fulfills His promises. And if we will trust the Lord, there may be a season, you may be in a season, you may be in a time right now where it doesn't look like or feel like that God is doing anything, but it may just be that God has planted you in His Word, that He has planted you in this season where He wants to speak in your life, but also do something new in your life like never before. And if you will rest in His Word and His promises, if you will, if you will stop cursing the season and the place that you've been planted, and if you'll stay planted in the process that God has you in, listening to His voice, then at just the right moment, at just the right season, you will see the fulfillment of what God's Word says. Because in verse number 4 of Psalm chapter 1, Not so the wicked there like chaff, the wind blows away. Therefore the wicked will not stand in the judgment, nor sinners in the assembly of the righteous. For the Lord watches over the way of the righteous, but the way of the wicked leads to destruction. Reminds me of the Proverbs, There is a way that seems right to a man, but in the end it leads to death. Just because it feels right, just because it looks right, doesn't mean it is. Just because our hearts feel that it's the right direction. Haley has an awesome message on guarding your heart. And I was really tempted to surprise her at the end of worship today and have her preach that message. And, uh, and she would have killed me after service. And, uh, so, but I'm going to have her share it with you soon because of the importance of that, of that revelation and that understanding. 
We have to lean into the Word of God. We have to lean into the Holy Spirit, not trusting our feelings, not trusting our emotions, not trust. Take your feelings and emotions to the Lord. Tell your neighbor, be real. You got to be real with Jesus. If you're frustrated, if you're tired, if you're weary, if you're grieving, if you're in a season, if you're in a situation where you're frustrated or you don't understand, you have to be real with Jesus. God cannot take care of what you will not let him in to take care of. If you're not real, if you're not vulnerable, if you're not open with the Holy Spirit, you'll miss out on the revelation and on the truth of what his word says and what his promise is for your life. Jesus said in in John chapter 15, and I'm going to close with this this morning. He said, I am the vine and you are the branches in verse number five. If you remain in me and I in you, you will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. It reminds me of what Paul said to the, to the Galatians in Galatians chapter 3, verse number 3. It's, it's one of my other favorite verses. John 10.10 is my favorite verse, but Galatians 3.3 is one of my other favorite verses. And, and, he, says in, and he says in that verse, he says to them, he says, um, Are you so foolish? And that sounds kind of uh, dignified in our language today, but he was really... Um, he was really just blunt, almost rude in what he said. And, and his, his, statement, his statement in that moment was, Are you so foolish, having begun by the means of the Spirit, are you now trying to attain your goal by human effort? There are so many times in our life where God has given us a promise, God has a plan, and God has a purpose, that if we're not careful... We will try to attain our goal by human effort instead of resting and following in the leading of the Holy Spirit. The planning process is a beautiful process because it positions us to prosper as God has called us to prosper in the peace and the joy and in the love of His presence.